This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Greetings across the fruited plain. It is Eric Erickson here, and I am so delighted to have you with me today. It is an open line Friday, and the phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, as always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 you can get the podcast link, the live stream link, the show notes link, the social media links. Follow me around. I, I do just as a random aside, I want you to know, I haven't forgotten to send recipes. I've been very deliberate here in the last couple of weeks. I've been working on some. And the test will be this weekend. Last night I made so uh, I, I random and I realize you want the news and I'll get there in one second. If you ever go to New Orleans, and I, I'm from Louisiana, the bread for the po'boys is different. And I have been trying to replicate it. There is one bakery in New Orleans, Lee Nimer's Bakery, that supplies all the bread for all the bakeries and all the shops that make the po'boys. And it is like the quintessential bread. It's a French bread, but it's different. Well, I happen to be, you know, I collect cookbooks and I've got like a couple hundred cookbooks and I've got some old cookbooks and I stumbled upon one and then did some Googling. So I'm, I'm working on my French bread recipe to make the po' boys. And I got a barbecue beef po' boy, which is a gas station specialty of South Louisiana. And I love them. And I just keep trying to get exactly to the one that I used to eat as a kid, the same taste. And I'm close. I'm not there. And I'm tweaking and I'm hoping this weekend I finally get it right. So stand by for recipes. Now, My friend Ben Dominich, I would not be doing what I am doing for a living but for Ben Dominich uh, and two other friends of mine, Mike and Josh. They started redstate.com, put me in charge of it. I kind of took it over. It was redstate.org. I converted it to redstate.com and kind of grew it for them. Ben is now the editor of The Spectator. And he pushed out this piece, and I didn't see it. I was going to talk about this anyway, but I, I, I like what he writes. He's, he's a brilliant writer. For all the vagaries of presidential contests, we know two things about 2024. Joe Biden's age and Donald Trump's legal troubles are the unavoidable dynamics of this election. Both are impossible to ignore and are the first things anyone brings up about the current and the former president. 
absent an incredible legal sprint through the courts or the discovery of the long-rumored fountain of youth in the great marshes of Rehoboth, these two factors are set in stone. As stories, one clearly overtakes the other in new developments. While the media understands that Biden trips again is going to get clicks, it won't get anywhere near as many as the latest intrigue about Trump. Hence, the continued efforts by the likes of Joy Behar, Keith Olbermann, and Joe Scarborough to baselessly allege that Trump wasn't just holding on to documents. He had to be planning to sell them to foreign governments. It's the collusion malarkey all over again. Trump's failings are so obvious that they must be too obvious. There has to be some dastardly secret plan, a conspiracy, not just a sloppy guy who believes he can get away with anything. The age factor, though, is in some ways the less predictable element here. At Biden's 80 years and seven months, it is no small thing to fall into an orchestra pit and be incapacitated. The work of the presidency alone ages a man, and he has already an aged man, when he was sworn in. We are long past the point where the White House has the capacity to seize the cameras and film of anyone who snapped a picture of FDR in a wheelchair. Biden's decline is happening in front of us all at a steady and often embarrassing rate. Much of it may amuse. No one wants a president who seems this out of sorts, particularly when facing so many challenges. Again, this is the man who just yesterday said this. We're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> He's going off script to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. A railroad across the ocean. Who'd have thunk it? Only our octogenarian dementia patient who sits in the White House. Well, Axios has a report out, a focus group. President Biden's age is a real problem for some North Carolina swing voters who backed him in 2022, and there's next to nothing he can do to assuage those concerns. These voters who backed Biden in 2020 after supporting Trump in 2016 say they feel concerned, exhausted, and without confidence whenever they watch Biden trip over his words or a sandbag. But although they're hyper-focused on his older age, nine of the 11 said they'd vote for him in a rematch against Trump. Okay. When Ronald Reagan was president of the United States. He was the oldest at the time president of the United States, 40th president of the United States, and his age was an issue. And he was younger than Biden or even Trump for that matter. And he swept back in. You know, um, one of the things he did was real humor. On the debate stage against Mondale, he said, I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I'm not going to exploit 
for political purposes, my opponent's youth and inexperience. Even Walter Mondale laughed at that. In fact, in an interview before his death, Walter Mondale, Mondale's dead, right? Yeah, Mondale died. I I remember they turned his funeral into a political rally. Um, Walter Mondale, before he died in 2021, was interviewed and said the moment he knew he lost was when he found even himself laughing at Ronald Reagan in the debate saying he wouldn't use Mondale's youth and inexperience against him. In the very first debate, uh, Reagan seemed off his game. In the second, he was firing on all cylinders. Reagan was in his 70s. Biden is in his 80s. a problem. And it's showing up with folks. In fact, the the only person who appears to be able to be beaten by Joe Biden is Donald Trump. Some polls vary. The polling average certainly has Biden ahead. And the focus groups, this is coming up with independent swing voters around the country, particularly those who voted for Trump and then voted for Biden. They don't want Biden. They don't want Trump. They want something else. And both parties are kind of giving independent swing voters the middle finger saying, you will take what we give you and like it. Except they don't. They don't like it. They want somebody new. They want a fresh face. The party that gives them the fresh face is probably going to win. And look at Robert Kennedy Jr. He's getting like 20% of the vote. He's going to win the Iowa and New Hampshire elections because Joe Biden isn't even going to participate in those. He won't get any delegates to the DNC, but that's a big boost for him. If he were to win the Iowa caucuses in the New Hampshire primary, that boosts Robert Kennedy. And I continue to have... A quiet theory. My personal belief, Robert Kennedy Jr. hurts Donald Trump. Just follow along with me here. Donald Trump's getting in the Republican primaries 50 to 56%, depending on who, which poll you watch, which poll you look at. And Trump supporters really like Bobby Kennedy. He's talking about the vaccine. He's talking about guns. He's talking about education. He's talking about China. He's talking about the CIA and the FBI. And Trump voters really like his messages and all of those things. Someone's going to organize an Operation Chaos. Hey, let's go. Trump's got this in the bag. Have you seen the polling? Let's go help Bobby Kennedy Jr. Let's go help him against Joe Biden. Let's go to him in South Carolina. Let, let's go Let's go boost his numbers, get him delegates to the DNC. Let's make Robert Kennedy Jr. a thing. Let's help him in Iowa and New Hampshire, ensure he crosses the line with the Democrats there. Joe Biden's not even participating. Let's help him. And suddenly Trump loses Iowa and Trump loses New Hampshire and maybe South Carolina because all of his voters went to help Robert Kennedy Jr. thinking Trump had it in the bag. It, it's it's my theory. Will he be wrong on this? I, I, I'm not planting my flag. It's not my hill to die on. I can just see something like that taking shape. I, I can see them doing something like that. And Kennedy, of course, is playing to it. He's been on Joe Rogan's show. He has uh, gotten a, a lot of um, interviews in Trump sympathetic circles. Tucker Carlson has has elevated him. I I think that some people behind the scenes are trying to boost his profile to help Donald or to hurt Donald Trump. 
They don't, they're not really worried about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's getting 80% of the Democratic base, 70% on a bad day. You peel voters away from Trump thinking, hey, he's got it in the bag. Let's go help Bobby Kennedy. Let's do Operation Chaos like we did in 2008. Let's, let's Operation Chaos the Democrats. Well, then suddenly you got chaos on the Republican side, and I don't know that people are paying attention to it. I, I don't know that they are, and I think they probably need to. And also, by the way, um, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is not your friend. He has called for the elimination, the extinction of people who don't buy into climate change. He is a far-left wackadoo. He's not your friend. He does not share your values. He is not pro-Second Amendment, even as he claims to be. He's not pro-life. He's none of these things. He's a far-left wackadoo, and you're foolish to be flirting with him, but I know a lot of people are. And it's just an Operation Chaos against ourselves. Vision Computer has over 3,000 five-star Google reviews and an average phone answer time of just 15 seconds. When you call, you won't be stuck navigating endless automated menus. A live person's going to answer the phone and help you solve your problems. You know, I run a business, and it's one reason I love the idea that Vision Computer exists. Because as a business owner, you know you've got to be efficient you got to have tech support issues resolved quickly, and you got to have your computers work. Don't let your employees suffer in silence either. They may be embarrassed or hesitant to ask for help, but with Vision Support, they can get assistance they need to work more efficiently. Reach out to them. Call 404-COMPUTE or go to visioncomputers.com. In fact, if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask for the Eric Erickson special when you call. They're not going to have it on their website. It's just for you guys listening. Call 404 Computer Day. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. Be amazed at Vision Computer. It's an open line Friday. You can call in across America. And how's about we take some phone calls? AJ, you're going to be up next. Welcome, AJ. How are you? Hey, Eric. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Well, uh, comments. Uh, you know, people should be voting for Trump. Not, uh, not voting against him because he's a jerk. He's the biggest jerk of all time. Uh, but if you think he is, way do you deal with these other countries uh, trying to get one over on us? But my question is, he is a uh, he's a legend at negotiating, like in business. Others mean that he's not a better negotiator with the people. Do you understand that? Uh, yeah, now, okay, you broke up a little bit, so he's he's not as good a negotiator with whom? With the people, like he is in business and with other countries. I wish he were. Yeah, okay, um, look, so he, he, one of the, the big issues here, too, is the advice he surrounds himself with right now, and that impacts his negotiations. I mean, let, let's just say, AJ, let, let's, let's deal directly with this documents issue. His lawyers told him, it, it sounds like, dare I say he's a little bit of a, a senior citizen hoarder? There's a story in the New York Times today that this Donald Trump's not selling these documents, that when he was in the White House, he started carrying around these cardboard boxes loaded up with press clippings and documents, and he could tell you exactly what was in each one, where they were, which one he wanted to take with him, and, and he called them his papers. And that's the language he used about all these classified documents around Mar-a-Lago. They were his papers. He's a hoarder. And he got a bunch of legal advice. His legal advice from the lawyers 
said, if you give these documents back, it all goes away. And instead, he listened to Tom Fitton, who doesn't deny it, by the way. Tom Fitton, I, I don't know him well, but I know him. He's always seemed like a very nice guy, but he's not a lawyer. And he told, he runs Judicial Watch, but he's not a lawyer. And he told Donald Trump, I wonder if Donald Trump thought he was a lawyer. And he told Donald Trump, you have a legal right to these papers. You don't have to give them back. Summation of what he said, essentially. And Trump said, okay. I mean, Tom runs Judicial Watch. You got to know what he's talking about. There's a rule of thumb. Don't get plumbing advice from an electrician. Don't get electrical advice from a plumber. Don't get roofing advice from your lawn care guy. Don't get legal advice from a doctor. Don't get medical advice from a lawyer. Don't get legal advice from people who haven't been to law school. And I just, that's the problem here with Trump's negotiating skills is that at this point, and I don't blame him, this isn't really a criticism of him. The man is in his late 70s. He doesn't want to be surrounded with a bunch of argumentative yahoos. He just, I mean, affirm what he thinks. He's been around the block. He tends to know stuff. Unfortunately, when it comes to this legal stuff, he, he relied on someone who wasn't a lawyer who told him that he could legally do something he couldn't do. There's just there. There's every lawyer listening to me right now knows this is true. When a grand jury requests documents, I should say doesn't request, but subpoenas documents. If you're not going to object and fight the subpoena, which they did not do, you've got to hand over the documents. The Trump team didn't contest the search until the FBI showed up. But the grand jury had subpoenaed the documents months before, and they never contested the subpoena. They never fought it. So the grand jury didn't ask for classified documents. The grand jury asked for all documents with classification markings, which all these documents had, and he gave them 37, and the FBI found 197 more. That right there, if proven that that happened, that's a crime of obstruction, and you go to jail for that. That's the problem he's got now, is all of this could have been headed off had he just given the documents and then gone to court and said, hey, I want my documents back and, and litigated over it and gotten a back. But he didn't do that. He listened to some dude who said, you don't have to hand these documents over. And that guy wasn't a lawyer, and this is what gets us to – the problem. Now, another problem is this fight over limited government in the nation right now, and some conservatives thinking we can just use big government for ourselves. You can't. There's no such thing as permanence in politics. The left will use that power against you. We might as well neuter the government so nobody can use the power. And Americans for Prosperity excels at that. They teach you how to be an effective activist, and all you got to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Americans for prosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with them. Become an activist. They've got chapters in a majority of the states, and they're building state chapters in the states they don't. That might be an opportunity for you. They give you the facts. They give you the tools. They empower you to be a grassroots activist, highly effective, and then you work with them on an agenda that limits government. They had over 200 legislative victories in the past few months in state legislatures alone. They are very good at what they do. You want to gut government to protect your freedoms, free markets, and free people? 
need a deregulated, gutted federal and state bureaucracy. And AFP wants to do that. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. It is an open line Friday, 877-973-7425. I just want to spend a moment here on grifters because I'm annoyed by all of this. Uh, So there are groups on the left and the right that I personally believe take advantage of the donor class. In fact, you know, uh, Andy Kaczynski over at CNN was able to get some guy carted off to prison. Uh, he did a, a, some explosive reporting on one scam pack on the GOP side that was preying on senior citizens, uh, taking money from them, wasn't going to the purposes they claimed. And, and the man behind that operation is now in prison, I think, for 10 years. You get these texts and emails all the time from folks begging you for money to help a cause. Look at what happened in, uh, for example, the Herschel Walker runoff. People around the country were getting text messages from Republicans saying, send us money to help Herschel Walker. And 90 cents on the dollar was staying with that candidate. Elise Stefanik, who is one of the ranking Republicans in the House, is doing a massive fundraising pitch right now saying, uh, send me money to help Donald Trump fight. She's keeping all the money for herself. It's a scam. The grift. Grifting is when someone uh, gets you to give them money claiming it's for a noble purpose, and it's not. It's like um, what Steve Bannon and them building that wall and and raising money to build the wall, and it didn't go there. It's they're just ripping people. And it just it it makes me so mad for you and so many people getting duped. TPUSA, uh, Charlie Kirk's group, is wanting to do ballot harvesting. It's going to be in three states from the numbers I saw. And they want $108.6 million to do this. Now, I can tell you as someone who ran campaigns and engaged in this, if you need $108.6 million to harvest ballots, uh, you should be able to cover all 50 states, Canada, and parts of Mexico with $108.6 million. It's just absurd, absurd. And, and they're preying on senior citizen Republicans who think this is going to help Donald Trump. That's a waste of money, $108.6 million. In three states, they lost Arizona when they tried this in Arizona with, with Carrie Lake. Uh, at least they're willing to admit she lost. But that, that's just I, – I feel like people are getting ripped off if, if you're contributing to that. I, I do. And, and listen, no offense to that organization or to him, but $108.6 million for three states is absurd. And there's got to be a lot of waste in there. But then there's the grift on the left. The left likes to think, oh, it's just people on the right who do this. It's, it's not us. Uh, Stacey Abrams? A new study – From the nonpartisan Center for Election Innovation and Research indicates Georgia's voter registration numbers have climbed since automatic voter registration was implemented in 2016. The program allows for voters to register while getting their driver's license. The state was also singled out for its bipartisan approach to registration and the electorate more representative of the population in terms of age and gender. 
In a virtual meeting Wednesday, the center's executive director and founder, David Becker, said Georgia saw a jump in registration between 2016 and 2020. Active voter registration rate, which means active registration records in Georgia, increased 20% to 98% of eligible Georgians in 2020 compared to 2016, where it was 78%. In 2022, about 92% of eligible Georgians were registered. Becker said that the slightly lower registration rate is typical for non-presidential election years. Wait a second. I was told Stacey Abrams was doing this. I was told it was all Stacey Abrams, that if you sent her money, she was going to get voters registered. It turns out, what? No. No. Uh, no. It was a scam. How many Democrats? But, you know, I mean, take uh, Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams. Man, Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams, two sides of the same coin. Charlie right now is is yelling at me, find it, find it, find it. I got to find it. Here it is. Yes, Stacey Abrams was the Black Beto O'Rourke. I mean, the the media loved Beto in 2018, and they fawned over him, and then suffering from white guilt that they didn't support her sufficiently in 2018, they supported her in 2022 as if she was Beto O'Rourke. And Democrats poured millions of dollars into their campaigns for them to lose. And they've kept sending them money. In Georgia, it had everything to do with she was a voter turnout machine. Voter registration was her specialty. Actually, it turns out that what got everybody registered to vote in Georgia was tying it to them getting their driver's license and their driver's license renewals. And that's what did it. 98% Compared to the overall potential of voters to be registered, 98% of them got registered. Not because of what Stacey Abrams did, but because of what the state of Georgia did. Those awful white racist Republicans got all those black Georgians registered to vote. You haven't heard that at MSNBC, have you, where they were railing against Georgia and getting Major League Baseball to boycott the state. You hadn't heard that in the New York Times, have you? No. Why let truth stand in the way of outrage and sending Stacey Abrams money? It happens on the left and it happens on the right. The grifters on the left and the grifters on the right. You got to be careful. And I just think you got to call them out. They're taking people's money. Listen, the rule of thumb is if you want to give money to a candidate, let's go back to the Elise Stefanik example. She's telling people, give her money to help fight, help Donald Trump fight. But she's keeping all the money. If you want to help Donald Trump, you give Donald Trump money. You want to help Ron DeSantis, give Ron DeSantis money. You want to help Elise Stefani, give her money. Don't give anybody money to help anyone else because the odds are it's not going to help that other person. 
and do not spend a penny on helping some outside group not affiliated with the GOP do ballot harvesting. Why? Because they got to operate as a nonprofit, which means they can't distinguish between Republicans and Democrats. And if they're found to be doing so, they could lose their 501c3 status. You got to work with a group like the RNC or the DNC because those groups are allowed to target just Republicans and Democrats. Nonprofits can't discriminate against people based on party affiliation, but the GOP and the DNC can. That's why you got to support their ballot harvesting. This isn't rocket science. You just got to know the rules and not be like bedazzled by the smoke and mirrors of one side or the other. 877-973-7425. It's an open line Friday. Susan, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I hope you have a nice Father's Day also. Thank you very much. Um, Earlier in your um, opening monologue, uh, when you talk about the screw tape letters, you made me think about – and I'm not sure why this popped into my head, but um, have you ever noticed that people like Greta Thunberg or um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who said we had, what, 12 years left uh, before the world was going to end because of climate problems? Yes. Have you ever noticed, though, that you will never, ever, ever hear any of those people say, what? the good stuff that's being done that will probably solve these problems. And then the two things I'm thinking about right now are um, the um, efforts in nuclear fusion, which right now it's still in its infancy, but I think it has a lot of promise to solve our energy problems in a very clean manner. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing is, for example, um, in the Netherlands that, at a research facility there, they have discovered bacteria that will eat plastic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you know, there's there. And the thing is, is that those kinds of things I just talked about, those are going to end up in the capitalist realm. And and people like Greta Thunberg and AOC, they do not like capitalism. No, they don't. And so their answer for all these problems is government control. You notice that? Yes. Doom, gloom, and despair is all they have to offer. They are dour people. Uh, and, and, yeah, you know, you're right. They, they are convinced that they and their efforts must stop uh, a hell on earth from happening. And they can take no joy in life because of it. And that you're you're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I, not not to get into I, I mentioned this the other day, the whole eschatological aspect of, of the secular religion out there, the, the environmentalists. I mean, the reason, and it is profoundly important you understand this, the reason leftism ends in mass murder, and I'm not being flippant with that. When you look at the Nazis were national socialists. Hitler wanted the entirety of Germany to become vegetarian. They were not, the left and the academics like to say, oh, they were right wing. They were not right wing. They were the kissing cousins of the communists, whether it's the the, um, the the Cultural Revolution of China, whether it's the rise of the Nazis, whether it's the Russian Revolution, whether it's Pol Pot. These atheist, secular, left-wing religions end in mass murder because of their eschatology, which is heaven will be built on earth by us. 
And the only thing that's stopping us are these sinners over here who won't stop sinning. And if they do, we're still all going to die. I mean, look look at the look at the environmentalists. The environmentalists believe if they put a windmill behind their house, they put solar panels on their roof, and they and their children and their pets all become vegan. The world will still burn as long as the next door neighbor has an SUV, five kids, and grills on the weekend. There can be no joy in that because your neighbor is going to destroy you. It leads inevitably to violence, the rise of the eco-terrorists, the Ted Kaczynskis of the world. You got to keep that in mind. There is no joy in the environmentalist movement, just fear and anger and hatred of other people. Well, some of you have some fear of the stock market and investing, and you're worried about the ups and downs of the world right now. Let me recommend you talk to the folks at Advantage Gold. They're TrustLink's number one highest-rated gold company seven years in a row. they got the best prices and staff. They've got a great IRA department, and they're willing to help you protect your retirement. You can get a free gold IRA investment kit from them. You call them at 800-450-2566. They can answer your questions, and you might even see if your current retirement account qualifies or they can adjust it for you so it does qualify or they can help you with your general investment purposes. If you're at all interested in precious metals to ease the ebbs and flows of the stock market and the like, 800-450-2566 is Advantage Gold's number. Don't sit idly by. While the stock market's going nuts, while inflation is still on the rise, it's still going up, folks, even if it's not going up as much. If you're interested in precious metals, 800-450-2566. 2566. One more time, 800 450 It's an open line Friday, 877-973-7425. Well, a city in Michigan, Hamtramck, I'm assuming H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K, Hamtramck, I'm guessing, It has voted to permanently ban pride flags from display on public property during Pride Month. CNN is upset. Now, let me just skip to a key paragraph so you understand what's going on. (laughs) The resolution brought by city council member... Mohammed Hassan says the city will not provide special treatment to any group of people. City council members shared that flying a pride flag could potentially lead to other radical or racist groups asking for their flags to be flown. Dozens of community members spoke on the resolution during several hours allotted to public comment. One individual opposed to the resolution said for Hamtramck to attempt to equate the LGBTQ pride flag with hate symbols when it is a symbol of progress and love is now a local attack on our community. Also, shut down the Christian Pregnancy Center, you people. (laughs) Hamtramck is described in the resolution as one of the most diverse cities in the United States. Aha, here we go. Give away the game. The city has a large immigrant presence, and all of the city council members are Muslim. 
City manager Max Garbarino told CNN, Hamtrank is also the first known city in the United States to inaugurate an all-Muslim government. Even the mayor is Muslim. The resolution stipulates that along with the American flag, the city also flies flags that represent our international character. It says that each religious, ethnic, racial, political, or sexually oriented group is already represented by the country it belongs to. Mayor Amir Ghalib says he wasn't sure if any of the resolution's opponents had actually read the document. Wait a second. You've got an all-Muslim government in the United States of America? The religious right's not sure what to make of it. What? We got Muslims in charge of a city in America? Oh, they banned the pride flag? Okay. Meanwhile, the left is like, how dare they ban the pride flag? Oh, wait. They're not white Christians. We'll give it to them. (laughs) Everybody's discombobulated by the old Muslim government of Hamtrak, Michigan. God bless them. They, they, They took a stand on values. You know, this is an interesting cultural alignment happening right now. Muslims and Christians on these cultural issues are pretty much seeing eye to eye against the secular left. And it's just very funny watching the left navigate an issue where it's not white Christians doing this. It's uh, darker-skinned Muslim immigrant families in Michigan doing it, and they don't really know how to react to it. They're like, "Is it? Is it, do we go after them being bigoted? What? They're non-white. <laughs> it just—I love these stories, and you knew it was coming. It's—it it has been obvious that we were going to get to this point. That you do in some sections of the country, particularly in the Dearborn, Michigan area, have large Islamic immigrant populations, and they're culturally conservative. And the left is only just now realizing what cultural conservative Muslim means in the United States of America. It's like the Christian right, but with Muhammad. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.